0: What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game by game breakdowns of everything Wizards.
1: Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavaliers Central, Nuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Blazing the Path, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, and At the Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the Maze.com Podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and the green light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spell A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code Hoopheads to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off.
0: So Wizards fans tonight got a taste of what life would be like if Bradley Beal got traded. And uh, not surprisingly, the answer was pretty bad. Uh, The Wizards just got blown out by the Knicks. Like that game wasn't really even close going into the fourth quarter. Um, the Knicks ended up winning by uh, 18 points. It was a 15-point game going into the fourth quarter. Um, pretty early in the fourth quarter, the Knicks pushed the lead to 25 points. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ugly. Um, going into halftime, it wasn't that close either. Like It it just was a bad game. Like The Wizards didn't really stand a chance without Beal, and that's kind of how I expected it to go, I guess. Um, like It was a little worse than I expected just because the Knicks aren't all that great, but You know, I guess if you don't really have guys that can create shots, that's what happens. Um, So coming into this game, the Knicks were 11-15, and uh, minus 1.6 in terms of point differential, which was good for 20th in the league. Um, And they were 26th in offense and 4th in defense. But a lot of that 4th in defense, as NBA nerd Twitter has talked about a lot, is um, just due to, like, Jedi trick, other teams just missing open shots. Um, And I do want to say, like fans perspective on their like opposing teams shooting really poorly from three against them is that they know how to leave the right guys open like every team knows how to leave the right guys open their nba teams with nba players and nba scouts and nba coaches like every team knows exactly who to leave open anyone can look at any player in the league and know who can shoot and who can't so that's a not very coherent argument i guess um Yeah, so just going through some of the uh, box score numbers, Um, Julius Randle had 24 points. Um, He was just like no one on the Wizards could guard him. Um, He was only 8 for 15 from the field, 6 7 from the line though, which is really good. Um, Mitchell Robinson only played half the game. He had 10 points, 14 rebounds. Um, No one else from the Knicks really stands out. I guess like Derek Rose had 14 points. He was plus 18 coming off the bench. Um, six assists, seven, uh, eleven from the field uh, for the Wizards. Russell Westbrook very, really, really <laughs> rough night. Um, twenty-three points, minus nineteen on the night. Um, ten to twenty-two shooting. He ended up with twenty-three points on twenty-five shooting possessions, which is not good. Um, besides that, um, Garrison Matthews had fourteen points, four of thirteen shooting. Um, so fourteen points on fourteen shooting possessions. Could be better. Um, Rui had ten points on twelve shooting possessions um and Troy Brown had 10 points on eight shooting possessions um so just going through some of the numbers um on the entire game like terms of four factors and offensive rating um the Knicks only had an offensive rating of 104.9 in this game uh which isn't very good um quite frankly, but a lot of that is due to just straight-up garbage time because there's a ton of garbage time in this game. Um, But that's good for the 28th percentile. The Wizards' offensive rating was out of this world bad. Um, It was 89.1, which is good for the third percentile. Effective field goal percentage for the Wizards is 43.3, good for the fifth percentile. So you're just not going to win games like that. Um, the Wizards didn't turn the ball over much. They didn't give any offensive rebounds, but that's not usually a huge factor in terms of winning, and they didn't get to the line that much, but neither did the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks got a ton of offensive rebounds. They were in the 87th percentile at 32.7% offensive rebound rate. They didn't turn the ball over much either, and their effective field percentage was also bad. Um, so you can't really win many games with 89.1% offensive rating. that's just awful. Um, so on, or I guess... I do have to talk about the Washington Wizards. Um, what's it called? Um, their shot chart. Like they only shot 16 shots uh, around the rim, which ideally would be a lot higher. Um, that's good for the eighth percentile in terms of frequency around the uh, around the rim. And part of that is just because the Knicks' defensive scheme um, they their pick and roll coverage is drop coverage, um, and then they do help on the nail from one pass away, like from the opposite wing. Um, on a middle drive uh, just to make sure to not allow someone to get a shot at the rim Um, and they'd rather give up an open three than a shot at the rim and for almost every single Wizards player you'd rather give up an open three than a shot anywhere pretty much Um, the Wizards just don't have enough shooting they don't have enough to punish teams when they do that a lot of teams are going to that now Um, more often after seeing like teams like the Bucks and the Raptors have success with that kind of scheme Um, so the Knicks have implemented that where they do aggressively or they, they kind of, they don't aggressively help, but they definitely dig from at the nail from one pass away. And they do like pre-rotate over to the nail from one pass away. Um, whereas some teams in the past, like even like two years ago, they would never do that. Uh, cause one of the principles of help defense is like, you don't really, really want to pass from one help away. The Knicks don't help from one pass away from the corner, from the strong side corner, which is what, you know, pretty much all teams do. Um, but they do help from on the wing one pass away. Um, Something else, like drop coverage against Nolan Noel and Mitchell Robinson is kind of tough to play against. Um, at a certain point, you do have to get a little more creative with what you call, like the Wizards ran stack pick and roll a couple times, which is what I like to see, but got to go to some more interesting stuff more often, maybe send some more cuts along the baseline as you're running a pick and roll, um, have someone in the dunker spot, you know, just like do something a little more creative um, just to get the Knicks players thinking more um, you know, get their weak side coverage thinking more, get the big uh, thinking more. You know, just stuff like that to try to counter the Knicks' drop coverage. Um, the Wizards don't really have much of that in their bag. Uh, they were nine for sixteen around the rim, which isn't great. Um, you got, you just got to get more shots there. The Wizards <laughs> shot terribly from three point line. They're eight for twenty eight from above the break, one for six from the left corner. No shots from the right corner, which is interesting, but that's. Part of that is because uh, Russell Westbrook is... I assume most of those passes came off Russell Westbrook, and he's just like a pretty right-hand dominant passer um, coming off that pick-and-roll, going to his right, and then swinging it to the opposite corner on the left side. So that kind of makes sense from that standpoint. Um, just to go through who was shooting all these threes for the Wizards, um, Garrison Matthews is four, 4 for 10. And if you make 4 out of ten threes every single game, then you're like one of the best shooters in the league, so that's great. Um, Breton's was 2 for 6, which... Isn't awful. Um, Hachimura was 0 for two. One of them was a really really bad air ball. Len was 0 for one, but his one shot was like terrible. Um, Westbrook was over four. All of his shots were bad. Um, Troy Brown was 2 for five. One of his shots missed really bad. The other four were pretty good. Uh, two of them went in obviously. And then Denny Abdia, 1 for five. His three ball is very much a work in progress, but he's still a rookie. Like I like that he's confident in shooting the ball when he's open. Um, just no hesitation, catch and shoot and go right into his motion. Like, I'm fine with that. If he shoots one for five, it's not the end of the world. Like I'm not gonna get on someone for shooting wide open shots. Um he's been shooting well this season and you know, just the way that math and variance works, like sometimes you are gonna go one for five and that's okay. Um so yeah, the Wizards ended up shooting nine for thirty four in the night, which is twenty six point five percent, which isn't great. But if the shots aren't firing, you gotta attack the rim. And the Wizards just didn't really do that at all. Um and they also do you like get to the free throw line at all? Um and a lot of that is because they don't have the threat to be out there. Like, who's going to really, really attack the defense off the dribble? Like, Avdia isn't necessarily great at that yet. Um, Troy Brown could be better um, just getting to the rim and finishing. Rui Hachimura, that's been his biggest criticism from me, um, getting to the rim and making a good decision. Um, Westbrook, again, uh, just needs to continue. To get the, he only got to the rim twice tonight. He was 1-for-2 in the restricted area, and then he shot 12 shots from floater range, which he was actually 8-for-12, which isn't bad. Or, I mean, that's not, that's great, actually, um, to shoot 66.7%, league average is 423 That's great um, for him to make that high percentage of a clip, but I'd love to see him get to the rim more often. Uh, Russell Westbrook, in terms of free throws tonight, only shot six. I would love to see that number a little higher. Um, but at, at times, like when he attacks, he looks so much better than when he settles for three-pointers or mid-range jump shots. The mid-range jump shots are the ones that kill you because they're so painful to watch. Like You know that they're not going in. That little like one-footed um, fadeaway that he does all the time, that, that's like a no-hope shot. I'd love to see the stats on, <laughs> on that one. Um, actually, I'm going to pull that up real quick because I think you can find it on NBA.com. Um, well, I just found something really fun on NBA.com. Um, you can actually go to some pretty cool advanced stats that they have up. Um, they have, if you go to uh, shooting splits... They have all these cool shot types, Um, so now I've just found I'm going to lead down a whole entire rabbit hole of Russell Westbrook shot data, and it's going to make me upset, but pull-up jump shots on the season, Russell Westbrook is 29 for 84, which is 34.5%, and some of those are threes. On three-point pull-up jump shots, he's 17 for 23, good for an effective field goal percentage of 38.7, which is awful. On jump shots, Russell Westbrook's effective field goal percentage is 50.9, which actually isn't bad. Um, that's pretty solid for jump shots, especially he's making 37.2% of his threes on jump shots. Pretty solid. Um, on driving layups, he's 12 for 30, which is effective field goal percentage of 40, which is really bad. Um, and that's pretty much, I mean, they have tons of random uh, jump shots. Turnaround, fadeaway bank, jump shot, two for six. He's definitely shot more than six. Like These numbers aren't perfect by any means. Um, because I can't imagine a statistician going through and figuring out whether a shot was a driving floater shot or a driving floater bank shot. or you know, these There's a ton of crazy shots here. But um number that I did want to find was on fadeaways, he's 16.7%. So, Russell Westbrook, I'm begging you, stop shooting fadeaways. On overall... Oh, okay, this is interesting. On overall jump shots, um, he is shooting... An effective field goal percentage of 42.6%, which is terrible. Um, on layups, he's only shooting 55.3%. I guess that's not terrible. I mean, that's not good. That's not Russell Westbrook-like, but that's... Oh, I think I can switch the season, actually. So let's look at last season, Russell Westbrook on layups. So this season, he's 55.3%. i got to remember that. Um, let's see, last season, layups, 57 That's not that high. I want to see the season before that. I guess he hasn't been as good in layups as I thought. Um, so the season before that, Russell Westbrook on layups was 59%. There we go. So, I mean, shoot more layups, obviously. Um, 55% on layups versus whatever garbage, like 40% on um, jump shots. Go for layups, please. Um, he only shot two thing, two shots in the restricted area tonight. Um, please shoot more. Um, that's really what the Wizards need out of him. Uh, looking at, oh, I, I pulled up Troy Brown's, uh, shot chart. Uh, he didn't even shoot a single shot in the paint. Um, I've been begging on this podcast with Troy Brown to get more playing time, like over and over and over again, and it hasn't really happened. Um, but he just needs to play better when he's out there. He had a couple of really bad turnovers. He plays hard defensively. Um, I think he does a solid job on that end, but sometimes he gets blown by and get take, like he gets taken to the rim too easily at times. Um, but that's kind of the case with all Wizards players, but it's, I don't know. It's tough to kind of get your footing when you don't really play that much, but Troy Brown has to be better in the minutes he's out there uh, if he wants to play more. Um, Yeah, so just... I got to think about what else I want to talk about. It's hard to talk this long about a game that was that bad. Um, Let's see. Oh, so something I did want to talk about is the Wizards rolled out a new starting lineup tonight. Um, So the starting lineup consisted of Russell Westbrook, Garrison Matthews, and Dallas was Ratons, which is something that I've, a combination I've been begging for forever. So I did look at the lineup data for all these guys on the court together. And it's really interesting, actually. So their offense, it's only 70 possessions. So you can't really take too much, uh, you know, you can't take that too much into account. And this doesn't include tonight, um, obviously. So on offense, they're in the 100th percentile with an offensive rating of 128.6. Their effective field goal percentage is in the 99th percentile. Um, and on defense, they're in the zeroth percentile, and a defensive rating of one forty-five point seven. And I think that's that's pretty hilarious, because um, that does pretty well characterize like Russell Westbrook and Breton's lineups. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. But I like Scott Brooks putting Garrison Matthews in the starting lineup. Like, look, Garrison Matthews is one of the only guys on this team that can actually make a correct weak side rotation. Russell Westbrook is probably the worst weak side defender I've ever seen consistently in my life um like he's just awful he never ever makes the right rotation ever 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 um which is fine like Bradley Beal does the same thing like not to the extent that Westbrook does it but like he's bad on the weak side as a defender but Bradley Beal is doing so much offensively that it's not that big of a deal Westbrook does so like little offensively to positively impact the team that when he doesn't play any weak side defense it it just kills the team like uh, no offense to Russell Westbrook but um, I want to check out his lineup data, but just him being out there, it it hurts the team's defense. He's so bad defensively. I don't remember him being like this bad on defense. I remember him not being very good on defense, but I definitely don't remember him being this like horribly terrible on defense. Um, and the Wizards defensive rating when he's on the floor is 118.7. Good for the ninth percentile. Um, I want to see actually something interesting. Uh, I want to look at his on off stats when um, Westbrook is, on the floor i have to figure out how to filter it though um westbrook yeah so just uh that's also a big problem with pretty much like everyone on the wizards though um besides garrison matthews is like the only guy like uh troy brown probably does it more often than not ish Smith actually at times makes like good reads on um defense so okay this is really interesting um Actually, I was looking at the wrong season. So, actually, teams shoot less at the rim when Russell Westbrook's on the floor, and they shoot more threes, which is actually overall, like, not a terrible thing. Um, So, that's not as interesting as that. I was looking at his rookie year when it was, like, awful. Um, But teams shoot way better effective field goal percentage when Russell Westbrook's on the floor. Um, I don't know how much you can attribute that to Russell Westbrook's defense, but just by watching the games, like, I test his defense is really, really, really bad. Um, I was going to talk about Rui. He just could not guard um, Julius Randle at all tonight. Um, Rui he hasn't really developed that much since last year, like, I wish he was better, I wish he was better as a shooter, um, I wish he was better off the dribble, and I wish he was a better passer and defender, I would just wish he was better at everything, um, he hasn't developed the way the Wizards have hoped he will, or would have at this point, and it's pretty disappointing to see, um, I was never high on him, but, like, I understand the theory behind a hardworking, long, athletic guy who's pretty skilled for how long he's been playing basketball for, but, it hasn't worked out thus far, uh, so we'll kind of see where that um, leads. Um, yeah, so I guess. Oh, okay. So here is something that's interesting from uh, Fred Katz from the Athletic. Um, he put out an article. It was either yesterday or the day before, something like that. Um, so Westbrook is isolating at the second highest rate in the NBA. With the second worst effective field goal percentage and the worst turnover percentage, which means <laughs> he shouldn't be isolating. And in tonight's game, the first two plays that Wizards ran were, of course, Russell Westbrook mid-post ISOs. Now, I have no idea how much of that is Scott Brooks or Russell Westbrook kind of audible into that, but come on, like Russell Westbrook should not be ISOing nearly as much as he does. Um if you watch like even the Knicks, they just have so much more ball and player movement. It's like it's it's kind of it's so hard to watch because the Wizards offense is like something like we all know the Wizards defense is gonna be bad but the offense is the thing that's supposed to be carrying carrying them through like this season um that's kind of what it did last year and that's what put them in the position to get into the bubble at all was uh how good their offense was like their offense was awesome last year this season their offense has been terrible uh right now they're 22nd in offense but in the last two weeks they've been 26th in offense um and that's really disappointed to see that their offense is getting worse and worse and worse as teams are starting to continuously figure them out like figure out how to play them figure out how to play Bradley Beal figure out who to leave open which is literally everyone besides Bertans and Matthews and Beal um it's frustrating from an offensive standpoint and it's frustrating from a creativity standpoint I don't see really that many things that are super creative as Scott Brooks does out there um and like the results are terrible like if he wasn't doing that many creative things and they're like Winning basketball games, and they're like in the seventh seed right now. Like, uh, I wouldn't be complaining as much as I am, but the Wizards are like six and 17 right now. Like, come on, you got to try something at some point that's more creative than what you're doing offensively. Just get rid of all these stupid Russell Westbrook isos, like, w- run some more interesting actions. You ran a couple stack pick and rolls, and they actually were pretty interesting, and they got decent looks out of them. Keep running that, run some more floppy, run some just like run some more like roll rise with Bretons. That worked, keep running like. Um, pick and rolls with Garrison Matthews one pass away, keep running those guard guard pick and rolls that you ran one time, like, come on Like, you gotta get creative here, your offense has been stagnant, and quite frankly it's just been bad, it's been hard to watch if you're the 26th team in offense in the past two weeks, and the 26th team in defense you're not gonna win basketball games, like, you're just not Um, yeah, that's my little frustrated rant Um, I gotta see how long we are into this okay, so I wanna go through my notes and then that's about it, Uh, that's (laughs) you know, that's all I got after this pretty bad game. Uh, something else I have to say is that Reggie Bullock was guarding Russell Westbrook this game, and Russell Westbrook only got to the rim twice. Like, really? Reggie Bullock, he's not really <laughs> known for his defense at all. He's kind of just, like, run around and he can shoot. Um He can, you know, competently defend, but he's not really the guy that you want on the other team's best player, or quote-unquote best player. Um So... <laughs> That was pretty disappointing. Like, I like Russell Westbrook going to the post, but that's only if he turns over to his left shoulder and gets a layup, or if he backs his man down right into the basket and then shoots a layup, which he does from time to time, and it looks awesome when he does it. Um, If you have a guy like Reggie Bullock on you, go do that. Like, come on. Uh, He shouldn't be able to guard Russell Westbrook, and that's kind of a pretty big sign that Russell Westbrook clearly isn't himself uh, as of right now. I don't know if it's the quad injury or if it's just he's regressed. Um, he's like 32 years old and he really relies on athleticism. So that kind of happens to guys like that. Um, I guess even like Scott Brooks, this game, um, this is probably one of his better coach games. Um, the Wizards in the first quarter did a lot of like empty side pick and roll actions and they're working really, really well. I have no idea why they went away from that, but that action uh, was working pretty well. They got a lot of dunks out of that. They got a lot of pretty open um, shots out of that, uh, albeit a lot of them were mid-range shots that probably weren't like a sustainable level of offense, but like the results were good. Um, but sometimes it is hard to weigh process versus results in those kinds of situations. So, I mean, but still like if it's working, like keep running it until it doesn't work kind of thing is kind of the mindset that I would have if I were a coach. Um Something I did like was that uh, the Wizards just went under, under every single ball screen because, like, why wouldn't they? Um, these guys, well, that's what they're doing at first, um, but then the Wizards' help side defense was just, like, so horrendously terribly bad. Um, they've got to have, like, the... If someone's out there that really, really watches every game and could put together a ranking of weak side defense on pick and rolls, I'd love to see it because uh, I would bet that the Wizards are at the bottom of that list um, pretty easily. Um i've never seen a team that bad just in terms of helping from the weak side um so yeah so eventually actually an interesting adjustment the wizards made was they started um running a weak pick and roll coverage is where you just force the ball handler to their weak hand every single time um so most a lot of time was rj barrett forcing him to his right hand a lot of times alfred payton forcing him to his left hand that's pretty interesting it actually didn't like i thought it worked pretty well i thought that was a really cool adjustment, actually, out of halftime from Scott Brooks. Um, and that's the type of thing I'm talking about. Like, get creative. That worked well. Um, your team didn't win the game, but do more stuff like that uh, with Bradley Beal in the game when you have someone that can create a shot. So I really like that. Um, I do have to give the Knicks credit. Um, they actually uh, and they run a lot of pretty interesting like actions out of horns. Uh, they run like a horns motion type offense thing uh, where they run tons of double screens, uh, tons of DHOs. Um, And the Wizards had tons of problems guarding that just because, like, in terms of communication, in terms of awareness, in terms of just overall personnel, like, they just don't have the bodies to guard those types of actions where there's a lot of motion, a lot of player movement, and a lot of variables to keep account of. Um, And the Knicks did hurt him in the first half just going through all, like, all their actions, all their sets out of, you know, a lot of horns. Um, So that was interesting. Um, I do have to see. Oh, I really like the Knicks' bench. Um, so with uh, Derek Rosen and Manuel Quickly, you have two guys that can run a pick and roll, two guys that can score, two guys that can dribble, two guys that can pass. That's a pretty interesting unit. And then also having New Orleans Noel um, off the bench, he's pretty athletic. Um, having Obi Toppin off the bench, who's an athlete. Uh, I The Knicks have an interesting bench unit, and I guess that, like, honestly, their bench is probably better than the starters, And that or I guess mine is Julius Randle um, and Mitchell Robinson. Like, the rest of their bench is better than the starters, but... Yeah, I think the Knicks actually have a pretty interesting squad. Like, I don't think that they're a playoff team, but like they're at least interesting. They're fun to watch to a certain extent. Uh, whereas with the Wizards, it's kind of just <laughs> painful to watch. Um, oh, something else I noted was that Garrison Matthews was doing a great job of pursuit after a like after he got screened, which is what you really, really need out of your guards if you're running a drop coverage. You need them to pursue the ball handler. Otherwise, it's just leaving your big on an island, and that doesn't work. And that's kind of why Robin Lopez has gotten exposed at times because he works really well in drop coverage with guards that can actually guard, um, that can actually get over the top of the screen and pursue the ball handler. Um, and Beal and Westbrook and Ishmith can't really do that. So uh, I, I was really happy to see... Um, Matthews doing that, and I don't understand why Matthews like Matthew should be playing 25 minutes a game every single game. He can shoot; he's the best, or arguably the best Wizards like defender in terms of just rotating, um, rotating on the weak side, rotating the shooters like, and then also just pursuing the ball handler. After um someone gets green, he's really good at um, locking trailing guys when he's guarding a shooter. Like Matthews should be playing 25 minutes a game. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, one move I also liked from Brooks was um. At certain points, he sent doubles after one dribble of a Julius Randle post-up. And the double always came from Alfred Payton, like just whoever was guarding Alfred Payton because he can't shoot at all. Um, That was a good adjustment. And then the last thing I wrote down in my notes was that the Knicks in the fourth quarter, they were just like, (laughs) they kept running this one play where it was like either a step-up screen or an iso with literally three guys on the opposite wing, just like bunched together. And it kept working and working. It worked like three times to get like good looks. And that was kind of painful to watch. Like the Wizards just had no idea how to handle that. They didn't know who should help. um, And they just got a bunch of good looks and scored. (laughs) Um, So that was bad. And the Wizards next game, I believe it's on Sunday um, against the Celtics. So that's going to be interesting to see how they guard Kemba Walker um, because the Wizards primarily run a drop coverage. Um, I don't know what they're going to do against Kemba Walker. I assume that they're going to try to bring um, like Alex Len to the level of the screener and just not let him shoot. It'll also be interesting to see who they put on Tatum and Brown, like Rui and Avdia. Are they going to guard Tatum and Brown? Are they going to even dare start Bretons and put him on Brown? Are they going to have Beal on Brown like that? And then who's going to, like, Tice is kind of too athletic for uh, Robin Lopez. Um, yeah, so that's a not a very good matchup. But, you know, we'll see. Anything can happen in the NBA. It is kind of turning into more of a make-or-miss league where shooting variants can lead you to wins. And it can lead you to really bad losses. Um, So we'll see. Definitely check out that game and then I'll have a podcast coming out that day or that
1: night. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. I'll see you next time.